Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. 1071. We must eliminate funding for CPB, ICE, and their parent organization, DHS. Rashida Tlaib saying that uh, those are terrorist organizations. Yeah. Yeah. She gets the good stuff, obviously. Come straight from California to her, man. Yeah. 507 KTSA. Trey Ware here. This is the KTSA Morning Mutes. Right over there. Don Morgan. How you doing, man? All right. How are you? Yeah, I'm okay. You know, I'm this side of the dirt. I was uh, I was able to drink coffee this morning, and so so far so good. Is that a new shirt? Hey, you like this? Yeah, I like that a lot. It's uh, one of those like a, it's like a camo color, but it's like a well, I was going to say Jimmy Buffett, but that's the wrong thing to no, say. No, it's got it's got some cactus on it. And, well, it does have cactus yeah. on it. Yeah, it kind of looks like cactus, and a couple of things look like marijuana, so I don't know. I was was ready to roll you up and smoke you. Well, there you go. That's what you're going to do when I'm gone. (laughs) Actually, no, I actually almost watered you. I thought, well, because of the plant, maybe (laughs) I should water it. (laughs) Careful now. (laughs) I'm going to watch myself around you all morning. Well, I had a bottle of water in my hand. Oh, that's what you're talking about. All right. Yeah, okay. No, I did that in the park. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, this is those gun shirts. Check it out, man. See, I can put guns in here. See oh, that? is that what it is? Yeah. It's, oh, I thought maybe it was if you wanted to keep your, your hands warm or something. No, well, I guess you could do that. Or, you, you know, it's a little high for that. These yeah. are up around your, it's boob, boob stuff. Yeah. Right, you know, right. Well, you know. But you put a gun in here. You put a gun sure. up in here. This is right. this is uh, from South Texas Guns. There's, there's a logo right there. Oh, okay. There's a logo. Yeah. There's a logo. And, uh, yeah, I got this the other day when I was over there. And uh, it feels comfortable. Does it fit okay? Yeah, I it, like it. You like the way it fits? Yeah. It makes me look trimmer than what I am. I, I kind of like that idea. Right. So, anyway, thank you. I appreciate the compliment. No, I like the shirt. Almost, nice. I may have to go get one myself. Almost look like a country boy. Yeah, yeah. no, we'll get you one. Because yeah, yeah. it seems like you and I always have the same wardrobe. Well, yeah, so. yeah uh, we go to the same Walmart. We yeah. go to the same uh, rack. Yeah. Because uh, we you know, have the same taste. Uh, which... Yeah, any rack that has the, a big yellow sign that was... we... <laughs> Clearance. That's going to say we have the same taste, which is yeah. under ten dollars, right? And uh, that's good. Yeah. Well, you get, I'm going to rip it anyway. I mean, that's the thing. <laughs> that's what you I know, do. I, it's like I used to spend a lot of money on no. clothes. No. And I would wear a shirt once or twice, and yeah. it's like something. You know, there's a button ripped off, or I've torn out. You know, in the back or something. Happens. Or, yeah. And so it's like I just. You know what happened to me? Stopped. Is I used to buy really nice sunglasses. Right, yeah. and uh, and then I, you know, I, I, all these people around me, they started to buy these two hundred dollar Oakleys and stuff. So what's wrong with you? What is spending two hundred dollars on a pair of sunglasses? Are you nuts? <laughs> but I, I would, I would spend, you know, I'd spend quite a bit. I, I, I would get up around fifteen, sixteen dollars on sunglasses. Right. You know, yeah, sure. And uh, the last time I laid a pair down and forgot them, or they got hit by a rock on the Harley or something like that. Nothing over $10 on the sunglasses either. Sure. So I was at Walmart two days ago, and I walked by, and a sunglass rack is right there. So I walk over. Oh, man, those nice mirrored kind where nobody can see your eyes. Right. Really nice. And so I slipped them on. I said, oh, that even feels good. They feel good, too, man. Let me look around. Oh, yeah, can't see my eyes. They feel good. I think I'm going to take these with me. So I start to walk off. I said, well, I didn't check the price. Let me check the price. I looked down 28 bucks. I put them back on the rack. <laughs> 28 that's, bucks. That's high end for Walmart. It ain't going to happen, baby. Uh-uh, I ain't spending Spending no twenty eight dollars on a pair of sunglasses. No, that's same. I'm the same way. I'm out fishing. I'm riding a motorcycle. You know, I'm doing. I'm a pretty active person. I don't right. need that kind of expensive stuff. You notice I don't wear watches or anything. Sure, jewelry of any kind. Yeah. No, sir, man, too expensive for me. Uh uh-uh. uh. End up losing it. Right. Right. So anyway, well, you, you have a nice looking shirt on too. Uh, I see that's a Walmart six seventy five. So you went all out yeah, too. I so. went. Hey, you know what? It's even. It's even flame retardant. So which is very nice. <laughs> well, you know, could be around certain people. Yeah, you're I'm right. hoping. You know, yeah. just got to make sure because you, you walk around in here, anything can happen. Know. That's right. Sparks fly, <laughs> and they will this morning. We're going to make sure that happens here on the show. Hi, Chris. How you doing? Hi, Elaine. Good morning. All right, so um, I'll just kick this up. We, we, we are going to talk about the special session because uh, the governor released his uh, plan, his agenda for the special session. So we are going to get into that. Uh, and Bear County Judge Nelson Wolf is taking in at the governor. And according to the Express News, he's saying, show me the money. 
With a deadline looming this summer, Wolf wants an update from the governor on a portion of stimulus funds from the American Rescue Plan that would assist the county's 26 suburban cities. Wolf released a letter he sent Tuesday to the governor asking for clarification on federal funds totaling $19.53 billion for smaller U.S. communities. In the letter, Wolf said there's been no wording on the funding. These cities expecting these funds to be processed through the state government uh, through the pandemic. Uh, I've been in constant contact with them, and they continue to provide services to their communities, et cetera, et cetera. Abbott spokeswoman said the state is contacting and collecting the required information from the state's nearly 1,200 local governments before applying to receive the federal funds in the state treasury. Local governments serving less than 50,000 are classified as non-entitlement units, et cetera. Well, first, well, okay, I'm not going to bore you anymore with this. What what the deal is is that, that Wolf is, is taking a political shot at the governor. Wolf is a leftist. Wolf wants a leftist to be elected to the governor's shot. So everything, you have to think the way Nelson Wolf thinks, everything is political. Everything, okay, that he does, everything that he thinks is political against his opponents, okay? So he's not one of these guys that's in it necessarily for you. What he's in it for is what political advantage over his opponents can he gain, and that's all he's doing right now. He's playing politics going into the next year, trying to set Abbott up as the bad guy, going into the primaries and going into the gubernatorial race next year. If, and the reason I say that is, or one of the reasons I say that, (laughs) I know him pretty well. He's been involved in politics here for a very long time. I know how he operates. But secondly, the reason uh, I say that is that if he was really uh, wondering where the federal money is for COVID relief, all he's got to do is call his buddy Ron. When he sees him for lunch today, he can get in touch with him and ask him about the millions of dollars they're going to spend on the homeless hotel that is COVID money. Okay, We've talked a lot about that, haven't we? Where they are going to spend millions of dollars on the homeless hotel near downtown San Antonio. They've already spent tens of millions, possibly hundreds of millions on Haven for Hope. And nobody wants to go there because they have to follow rules and they can't do drugs, and they can't do alcohol. So the city and this area ends up getting a bunch of federal taxpayer dollars, and too much, more than what they know what to do with, more than they can ever spend. So, hey, let's just go lease a hotel to put homeless folks in, one that they can get their individual room, their individual bathroom. They don't have to share any of that like they do at Haven for Hope. And, hey, look, if you want to continue to do your drugs, we have no requirement. We have no requirement on drugs and alcohol. This is taxpayer money that's going to fund this. So if Wolf really cared about taxpayer money funding, you know, COVID money funding things, he would ask that question. But you notice he hasn't. You notice he's been silent on that one because it's a far-left agenda item that Ron Nirenberg put together. It's all socialist crapola. That's all it is. So uh, he's he's taking a political shot at the governor, and you know trying to give them something they can beat him over the head with with a hammer for next year. That's number one, and number two, uh, he doesn't say a word about this homeless hotel that they all know is going to be a boondoggle. It's all it's going to be a, a waste of money, and we're going to have to go in and spend a bunch of money to repair it and clean it up uh, when they're whenever they're done with this, uh, whenever that is going to be after the homeless have totally torn it apart, after they've used their drugs in there, after they've had their prostitution in there, after they've done God knows what else in the homeless hotel that Wolf and and Nirenberg and the city council, except for one, Clayton Perry, have all said that we need to have. The other thing that is going on with COVID funds that you need to know about, and again, Nelson Wolf is not bringing this up, the Biden administration, once again, as they did back in March, they're doing it again now, They are, quote, reallocating COVID money to house people who are coming into the country illegally for housing costs for people who are coming into the country, reallocating COVID money. So that money was appropriated, was designed for COVID relief. But they got more of it than they could ever possibly spend. So I want to tell you something. They did not designed that money for COVID relief. 
they knew they were going to have uh, the idea going in for the COVID relief funds was to have more than they were going to need so they could use money, say it was COVID money, get it that way, get it that way, and then reappropriate it down the road when nobody's paying attention to resettle Democrat voters here in, in the Lone Star State and give them a place to live. That is what they're doing. Um, they are resettling Democrat voters here with money. They knew, they knew that if they went to the American people and said, we, we want money to house illegal aliens in the United States, that the American people would have stood up and shouted that down like they're doing with critical race theory right now. Instead, they called it COVID relief money, knowing that they were going to take that money out all along and spend it on housing for illegal aliens here in the United States. And this is the second time that they have done it. The cost now somewhere over $3 billion with a B dollars. That's what they're doing. So if Nelson really cared about COVID money, he'd certainly be asking that question as well. But since it's his president, the president he voted for and campaigned for, he's not going to question that either. That's how it works. Special session gets underway in Austin. I've got the agenda items. I'll share that with you and more coming. Making love to you was never second best. This is what we call the morning news. It's uh, 522 Trey Ware, KTSA. Don, you remember a couple of weeks ago we had the story of the woman that was in the, quote, high-speed chase here where she had, I don't know what the deal, but uh, I don't know if she stole the car or whatever, but uh, going down the road and the police were after her and they caught her when she pulled into gas up. Remember that? Right. <laughs> You guys hang on. We need to pause high speed chase because I got to get some gasoline here. Of course, they busted her. Called a timeout on the high speed chase. Come on. It's like, you know, fourth quarter, two minutes left in the game. (laughs) Call a timeout. Everybody take a knee. Uh, No, you know, so it's happened again. This time up in Massachusetts, a woman is accused of allegedly, supposedly, so, okay, you know, she hadn't been convicted of a crime, Uh, stealing a truck, going along. Uh, her name's Joanna Gardell. This happened yesterday afternoon. And driving erratically, running red lights, driving the wrong way, hitting a van and a police car, hitting a cop, Sar- Sergeant Donald LaRange, allegedly knocked down while trying to open the passenger side door. He was dragged. He was taken to the hospital. He was released. They finally caught up with her when she pulled into the McDonald's and ordered a Big Mac. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. You know. When and when the mood hits you, man. <laughs> right. Hankering for a Big Mac, time I'm to pull over. And, saying, you know, right. got to get it. Hey, it, you know, it's it good. I've heard, and I can't speak from my own personal experience. Of course. But I've heard that when you're involved in a high-speed chase, uh-huh. you work up a powerful appetite. I bet you do. You know? you know, that's tough stuff over there. Right. Steering, you know. Yeah. You gas know, and brake, you know. Yeah, of course you're going to get a little hungry. It's going to happen exactly. to you, you know. So you whip in there and you grab your Big Mac. <laughs> you know, one thing I have found out, because usually I make my breakfast, and I'll do it either before I come in and I'll eat, or then I'll make, you know, I'll bring something in with me and I'll heat it up. This morning I decided I was going to stop and grab something on the way because I was in a hurry and I wanted to get here super early today yeah. uh, doing the long show, wanted to prep a lot and all that. So anyway, um, I stopped at every Whataburger from here to there. And man, the long lines at Whataburger at night, that yeah. must be where all the drunks go after the bars. I think so. I'm telling you. Yeah, it's crazy. It is nuts. Yeah. Uh, one out there in the shirts area, the line goes all the way to the Walmarts. And uh, you ain't going nowhere. They it, they reduce the size of the staff, I guess, because the line moves super slow. Mm-hmm. Got over here. <laughs> Shoot, Same this thing. One. Well, yeah, you the got up here on. You got all the booby bars over here, and they all what? You know, they, the booby bars. Chris, over Chris here. why didn't you tell me about? Well, that? No, he like, knows you, all about it. Yeah, but he never told me. Oh, he didn't let you in. No, A big sign right there. Can't you read? Yeah. <laughs> Mine. Huh. Mine. I'm, Mine. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying too hard not to get shot. Well, yeah. So, there's like four or five oh, big okay. signs right there. So when they let out right, and Cowboys dance all, everybody goes over there, man. And everything else is shut down. They used to have a Las Palapas there at Walsham that was open. Yeah, the Taco Cabana back there used to be open as well. It's not open. Right. right. The reason is they can't get anybody to work. Yep. They even shut down the Valero at night. That Valero that sits on that corner, they close it. I didn't know that. Nobody wow. works anymore. Yeah. It's good to be an American these days because you ain't got to work. Nope. Sit around. You don't have to go work on a 
Las Palapas all night. I guess. Uh, that's unfortunate. That is terribly unfortunate, believe you me, when I'm trying to find Chow. You can't um, get a taco in the middle of the night in San Antonio, Texas. Well, you can. You just got to wait a long time, and I don't have time to wait. Who does? Uh, Exactly. Well, the people at the booby bar. (laughs) They got all the time in the world, apparently. Exactly. Just what's the hurry at that point? Exactly. Show's over. (laughs) (laughs) My show's just starting. Yeah. All right, uh, so the uh, what's happening today is that the special session gets underway up in Austin, all right? And the governor yesterday, he did release uh, the list of the items that he's going to be wanting the legislature to work on. Let me just run through some of them real quick. Bail reform, election integrity, border security, social media censorship, Article 10 funding, family violence prevention, youth sports, abortion-inducing drugs, 13 check, critical race theory, and appropriations. A lot of this is stuff that, you know, I'll have to get into a little more detail to explain a little bit later on. But those are the things that they are going to be working on um, and safeguarding the freedom of speech by protecting social media users from being censored and all that. I happen to know firsthand that Democrats have been uh, Zoom meeting now for weeks and weeks and weeks on how to bust this up. Last time, you remember on SB7, they just left and walked out, and the governor said, okay, we're not going to pay you, and they're having a fit over that right now. They have been working on what their strategy is to bust this up now and to thwart these plans of the special session. So we'll have plenty to talk about between now and then. Larry, you're on KTSA with Trey. Good morning, Larry. Hey, Trey. How are you doing this morning? Um, I went to uh, East Terrell Hills and to Kruger Middle School, and I've got a five- and seven-year-old now, and uh, I'm wondering specifically, uh, what will critical race theory be teaching them in the Northeast ISD, if, if it comes to that? Okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to run out of time here at the bottom of the hour, Larry, but let me just encapsulate it for you uh, in, in a quick summation, all right? Uh, basically... Uh, America's bad, and America is is steeped in systemic racism. And if you're white, you are born to be a racist. And if you are another color, then you are a a victim of of that racism. That kind of sums it up. Um, it tears down our our basic institutions that we have had here. It takes shots at our constitution uh, of the United States. So that's basically a summation of what is taught with critical race theory. Thank you. What a shame. Oh, it's awful. It, it's one of the worst things that you could possibly, and I've done a lot of study, a lot of reading into it. Uh, it's one of the worst things you could possibly do. Uh, basically, it, it, let me put it this way, and I've said this many times on the air. Um, it is taking a kid's mind who is not a racist, kids are not born racist, and it's teaching them to be a racist. It's exactly what it is. You know, you know, Trey, I grew up, uh, you know, in, in the neighborhood that you did. Yep. That is not a uh, upper-middle-class area, yep. and, um, you know, it's solid middle class. But, I mean, I was taught to be proud of who I am. Yep. And the thing is, is that we weren't privileged growing up. We had to collect bottle caps and, 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 and cans and stuff if we wanted sure. money to go down the street. Yes, you know, sir. I grew up two, two houses away from the KTSA field, so... I know that this is just a bunch of sure. democratic liberal rhetoric that's, that's going to cause problems in the end. I would say but our neighborhood. What what street were you on, Larry? I was on Goodhue. Yeah, Goodhue. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, my parents were on Goodhue when they first moved here. Then they went to Covina, and then we ended up on Jolene. So we were all around this yeah. area, right? So you know all of that. Yeah, you. Yeah, you yeah, were under. Yeah, I'm an, I'm an '85 MacArthur graduate. But, yeah. uh, but I. But I we've met before. Before. Uh, yeah. No, exactly right. We, we came up at the same time. Larry, thank you. I appreciate it. I got to jump for the bottom of the hour news. But I would say our neighborhood was more on the lower end of middle class. And you're right. Uh, if I wanted some extra spending money, I would collect the bottles and take them up to the stop and go or the Lone Star Ice House. And I'd trade them in for five cents and I would buy whatever I, I needed uh, that way. But the thing was, we were never taught to be racist. We we were taught in my house. We were taught to be accepting of everybody. And man, I had several black friends. I had a lot of Hispanic friends, and I'm married to a Hispanic now. And we never it never even crossed our minds 
to to go the direction that they are taking kids right now with CRT. It's nuts. Thank you for the call, Larry. Great to hear from you, especially uh, over here in the hood. I appreciate that very, very much. We'll take a break. This is Scott Robbins. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. At this point, we have truly exhausted every option available to us in the search and rescue mission. Yeah, that's the uh, mayor of uh, Surfside down there talking about how they are now moving into a recovery effort. Uh, They've done everything that they can do to find anybody who uh, might be alive down there. And, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to get certainly grotesque about this or whatever, but, you know, not much going to be left, to tell you the truth, and they realize that. That's why they're moving into a different phase of all that down in uh, Florida where that is going on. Hey, it's 538 now. Trey Ware, KTSA, 210-599-5555. Chris wants to talk with you right now because he wants you to say the Pledge of Allegiance. And we really want you to be on the show. What we do is we record you, and then we put you in a rotation. We do it twice a day at 5.50 a.m. and 6.50 a.m., keeping the pledge alive here on KTSA. Because so many other places, it's, a bit, it's being done away with, okay? And these institutions, these things like the Star Spangled Banner, those people did in the Walmart the other day, the Pledge of Allegiance that we're doing here, uh, you know, as that stuff continues to be erased in our society, there are those of us like you and me that we need to come together and make sure that stuff is not erased, is not forgotten, is not done away with. And, you know, we reach all the way around the world. I, we, we have listeners I had a guy call me from California yesterday on the show. I had another guy call me from Atlanta. Another guy called me from Ohio. We're, we're everywhere thanks to the power of the Internet. KTSA's power covers most of the state. So um, we're getting the word out, and you can be very helpful in getting the word out. And we'll just we'll put you in our rotation, and you'll come up every once in a while saying the Pledge of Allegiance, and we'd love to have you do that. No pressure on screwing it up, right, because we record you, and if you do, we just start all over again. Take two. <laughs> and we do it again until it's right, okay? 210-599-5555. You can call in right now and get that done. In- anyway, Greg Abbott, the governor, is uh, releasing now the items for the special session. The special session begins today in Austin. Election integrity, preventing the teaching of critical race theory in the schools at the top of the priority list, bail reform, election integrity, border security, social media censorship, protecting the public from accused criminals who may be released on bail. What they have done in a many, many places is going to this zero bail, which is basically they don't have to come up with any money uh, to bail out. And so what happens is you put criminals back out on the street instantly. When you put criminals back out on the street instantly, they become criminals again. We've talked about it a lot. And they go right back to doing what they were doing before. As we were saying a lot yesterday, if you were listening, crime is progressive, right? So they may be a low-level petty criminal now, but you bring them into the system and send them right back out without some sort of penalty such as a bail, and also that guarantees that they're going to return for their court date, et cetera. Uh, You send them right back out, they're going to reoffend. And it happens almost 100% of the time that in some shape, form, or fashion, they may not go back and commit the same crime. It's almost guaranteed that they won't. Many times they go back out and they commit worse crimes. And so uh, we can't have zero bail, and the governor is trying to keep us from having zero bail in the state of Texas. Funding to support law enforcement agencies, counties, and other strategies as part of Texas' comprehensive border security plan. So he wants the ledge in the special session to work on funding our border security. As you know, he has been working to build a wall down there to fill in the gaps where the federal government under Joe Biden has stopped building the wall to get more troops down along our Texas border because it's chaos. I have a story this morning of what the smugglers are doing now to women and children. Besides rape, besides rape, which is bad enough, they're now just throwing them in a river and fend for yourself. Throwing them in the river. Now, I know that you hear the stories about how, well, it's not that deep. You can just walk across the river. You know, they do it all the time. No, no, there are sections of that river, particularly this time of year, because the water is being released to rush down 
because of these contractual uh, obligations, so the water's being released. Some of those currents just suck you right down. And these guys, these smugglers now, have gotten to the point where they're just, they have so many clients now, they're just bringing up and tossing them in, in uh, the, the river. And so uh, the governor wants more money to be able to protect us from the invasion that is happening in our country right now. Safeguarding the freedom of speech by protecting social media users from being censored. This kind of dovetails into what President Trump announced, former President Trump announced yesterday, which was uh, he's suing Mark Zuckerberg and Twitter, uh, Jack Dorsey, because they have been censoring people in clear violation of their Section 230 immunity. They have been censoring people, and President Trump is suing them over that censorship. Well, this will give you protection if you're on social media, that they can't take you down because you said something that politically they disagree with. My personal opinion is, and it's based on a lot of research that I do, is that these social media companies meddle in our elections more so than the Russians or anybody else do. Does Russia? You bet they do, and they use social media to do it. But the social media big tech companies themselves meddle in our elections to get people elected. Later on in the show this morning, I'm going to have a blockbuster report about a meeting that is happening right now as we speak in Idaho with the most powerful powerful people on the planet. And they're doing it in Idaho right now. They do it every year with the exception of last year because of COVID. You name somebody who has a lot of money. You name somebody who is very uh, powerful, and they are there. And they are not there by accident. When I tell you that nothing, nothing, nothing happens by accident, this is the type of place where it all is planned out. The, the, the next year and years is being planned out everything from media to music to movies to politics to business to business mergers. All of this stuff is being planned out well in advance. Nothing that you see, nothing that you hear reported in the news, nothing that you hear on the radio, like music and what have you, none of it happens by happenstance. Oh, it just happened. It doesn't. It is well planned in advance by the most powerful and richest people on the planet, and they are meeting in Idaho right now as you and I speak. I'll have more details about that coming up. But the governor is uh, is wanting to prevent people, the, the big techs, from being able to censor people based on their uh, political speech. So it all gets started today. There's about 11 issues on the calendar for this. The governor is the one who gets to set the calendar. I'm thinking that this is going to be the first of two special uh, sessions because the next one they'll have to pick up uh, redistricting. So after this one is over, they'll have to do a, another uh, special session in Austin. This one is the cleanup of what they didn't get accomplished. I, I happen to know from personal knowledge that there are many Democrats and, uh, and Democrat-allied organizations that depend on money from, from you, uh, that have been Zoom calling now over the past several weeks, working night and day on Zoom calls and in face meetings as well, but primarily over Zoom calls on how they're going to thwart the governor's agenda with these 11 items. So every, I can tell you, every trick in the book, you thought leaving and not doing their job on the Democrats' part was bad enough? No, you ain't seen nothing yet. Every trick in the book is going to be used to stop this agenda in this special session. Back in a minute. It's a good paying job. There's a couple other things he's uh, going to be doing as well that we'll cover uh, concerning all that. Good morning. It's 554 Trey Ware, KTSA. Thank you, Ralph, for answering the call and calling in with your version of the Pledge of Allegiance. If you'd like to do that too, at 210-599-5555, that would be really cool. So, okay, we talk about how the culture deal and the culture wars and all that, it's all out of control, it's all nuts and blah, blah. So right now, there's a big tennis match that's going on in Wimbledon. Have you ever heard of this one, Wimbledon? And one of their commentators is a guy who used to play tennis. His name's Boris Becker. You ever heard of that guy? Kind of, he's been around for a little while, right? Yeah, and so he's the heard some rumors right that he might be pretty good yeah he was, was it yeah exactly so he he works the booth with this other guy 
and John Inverdale, and they talk about you know, the two guys playing tennis as they're playing tennis, right? Right. So they were talking about one of the guys whose name is Marton Fuxkovitz. Fuxkovitz. Yeah. And so, anyway, they showed his wife, his future wife, his fiance. Her name is Annette. So John Inverdale says, hey, look there. There's uh, John, There's uh, Martin's uh, wife, his fiance, soon-to-be wife. Her name is Annette. Ha, ha, ha. If you're a tennis player, it's always good to have a partner called Annette. Ha, ha, ha. Get it? Right. right. Okay. Yeah. So then Boris Becker says, they do say that they have the most beautiful woman in Hungary. I wouldn't know that, but she certainly is very pretty. That's all he said. That was it. They moved on and continued to. Sure. What? Right. So, well, now social media is yep. afar. Mm-hmm. He called her pretty. Yep. Uh, and the first group was the Women in Sport Perception Agency, whatever that is. What is that? <laughs> okay, it's whatever. The first time I've heard of it. It's two people in an office sending out emails so they can make money, right? Yep. But anyway, when two men are comfortable talking about women in this way, Never mind on live TV. It shows we still have more to do. We need everyone to understand how this impacts women and girls and how it makes them feel. He said she was pretty. It ought to make her feel pretty darn good. He could have said she's a fat pig. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that fat cow sitting down there. Right. Uh, she's a wealthy tennis player. He could probably do better. Right, exactly. Uh, shouldn't we be inspiring the next generation of girls to play sport rather than talking about what women look like? Well, okay, so, okay, they're saying that we shouldn't be paying attention to what women look like. He called her pretty. They didn't ogle her. He didn't right. sit there and go, ooh, look at those legs, man. Would you, right. ooh, look at the rest. Shoo, wow, look at that. You know, he didn't do anything. Just, she's a very pretty lady. Mm-hmm. Okay, which is apparently, according to this group, where we're at now, you can't even say she's a very pretty lady without getting all hell uh, tore loose on you. But I happen to look into the story more deeply because that's what I do. Mm-hmm. And I found a bunch of pictures of her uh, on an Instagram account. She's very, first of all, she is very pretty. Second of all, she's very comfortable in her skin and not much else. <laughs> Show, <laughs> showing herself all over Instagram. Well, there. In her skin and not much else. Yeah. So uh, if any, if you guys, if you feminists, uh, and, and Rush used to call them feminazis. If y'all are concerned, if this upsets you that he called her very pretty, your problem is with her because she obviously knows it and shows it. <laughs> okay? It's true. <laughs> it's not like she has any body issues that she's trying to conceal. I'm just, you know, I'm just putting it out there. Apparently not an issue for her. No. So if anybody's, <laughs> if anybody's got a problem with, with one man saying she's very pretty. Yeah. And by the way, how minuscule, how... How trite, how idiotic is that? We ought to be able to say, hey, you're very pretty. We ought to be able to say that. Right. And not be accused of being a misogynist. How stupid. Back in a minute. Because uh, the last thing he wants to talk about is, is his own culpability in all of this. Uh, the last thing he wants to talk about is the big lie that he put out about the election and continues to put out. And this is both a good distraction. It's a way of endearing himself once again to the right-wing base. But uh, if he does that in the process and endangers this person's life, he's perfectly fine with that. Oh, God. 607 now, KTSA. Good morning, San Antonio. Hey, glad to have you with us here on the morning news. Trey Ware here. Don Morgan right over there. There's Chris and there's Elaine. So Joe Biden announced yesterday he wants your kid to be in school for four, at least 14 years of free government education. Free government education for 14 years. <laughs> uh, that would guarantee, let's see, free government education for 14 years. That, uh, to carry to one, divide by two. I tell you what you got there. You guarantee they're going to be in school for about 21 years then, if the government is going to educate them for that long. Hey, what do you think? He says that uh, we're falling behind and to be more competitive in the world, we need to start when they're about two and carry them all the way through college. And we taxpayers need to fund from about two years old all the way through college. Now, and, and, and it would be compulsory. Everybody's got to do it, he says. And he wants to extend the child tax credits to 2025. Do you think taxpayers should fund at least 14 years of education, compulsory education for all kiddos in America beginning at two years old all the way through college? 
210-599-5555. He gave this speech yesterday. By the way, there were hundreds of protesters holding up signs for Donald Trump at this uh, meeting that he was at yesterday, that Biden was at yesterday. He said we should have a minimum of 14 years of government-funded education without spending a cent on it. I don't know what he means by without spending a cent because we spend more money on education than anything else save defense in this country, okay? So, and and look at the product that we get every time we say we're going to spend more money and more money and more money and more money and more money on education, the results get worse. The results get worse. Government education in our in in the United States of America is a failure. It is a crass failure. It is a failure in so many ways. And so he wants to do more of what doesn't work instead of giving parents their money back, access to their money back, so that they can go out and buy an education on the open free market and let these various education and educators and education bodies compete against each other, uh, bringing down the costs and uh, creating a better product. That's what competition always does. Now, a socialist, a big government guy like Joe Biden, and by the way, all these others that are running the country, not Joe Biden, but, you know, he's, he believes in all this as well uh, when he has a, a cogent moment. Uh, actually, they're, they're good with this. You know why? Because for them, it's not about an education. For them... Your kid being in school from two years old to, I don't know, whatever, 18, 20, what, uh, what, uh, 22, whatever it turns out to be, your kid being in school that long is more time for them to indoctrinate them with their government propaganda. And that's what they're doing in the education system today. Now, I, I realize me saying that is going to make a lot of you mad. I understand that. I've made a lot of people in the education business very mad for a long period of time. But it's the truth. That's what goes on in our public education system right now is children are taught, they're indoctrinated with certain theology that they want your child to be indoctrinated with. And Joe Biden wants more of that to be done, not less of it. Now, I, I come from the other uh, direction on this. There's a certain platform of education that everyone needs. It's reading, it's writing, it's sentence uh, composure. It's all these things that should be done. It's arithmetic, all these things that are basics that have to be done, that people have to have a general grasp of, certain literature that they have to have a certain grasp of, things of that nature. Uh, civics, I think, should be one of those things that's at the top of the list. How our country came about, what it is all about, how did we get to where we are as a nation, all of those things should be taught without the political factor that they will enter into it and do enter into it every time. And then at that point, once they have that general understanding and a grasp of those general topics, then let them move on to trades. Let them move on to things that will actually prepare them to do stuff in this life, to become a success in this life. Teach them how to seek out knowledge. Teach them the Socratic method of questioning. Teach them the ways to learn where knowledge is going to be available to them, not only now, but well into the future. How do I find it? Where do I find it? How do I get more information? How do I, the difference between information and knowledge, it's a vast difference. They don't even teach that. Most people don't understand the difference between information and knowledge. And so teach those kinds of things and then find the area of interest and begin to prepare them for that area of interest. And by the way, that area of interest most likely will change as time goes on. The days of doing what I've done where I have sat in, in this career now, coming up on 50 years, I'm closer to 50 years at this than I am anything else, uh, this is something that people are not going to do in the future. They need to be prepared for a wide array of subjects that they can handle. But they're not going to get that when they're just doing a philosophical liberal arts education. They're not. A, a specific trade and preparing them in that arena is what they, they are going to need to be able to survive in the future. Uh, not this government pablum that they are just going to try to shove down their throats for 14 years. Um, bottom line to this is, when, when you circle back, to use uh, Joe Biden's administration's words, when you circle back, 
what this equates to and what he's interested in is bigger government, which always equals more control over your life, which means less freedom and, bottom line, capturing more of your taxpayer money. The longer your kids are in school, the more money they're going to come back and demand out of you to pay for this so that they can indoctrinate their children with what they want to indoctrinate them with. I say absolutely not. I say freedom and choice is the only way to go. School competition, release that money to the parents so the parents can make choices as to where their children need to go for the best education for that child, not just that joint down at the corner that they built that's oversized. Take them wherever you want to take them. Use your money to do it. It's your money to do it. You choose what's right for your child. That's what education should be for the United States of America, not this big government thing that Joe Biden dreams of doing and expanding even further. No, Joe, you can't have our kids from 2 to 22. Sorry, no. Get your hands off our children. 614, Trey Ware here on KTSA 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. You know, Matt Spawn, great guy, Spawn Law, um, he's an estate planning attorney. He's been at this now for well over 30 years. He knows the estate law here in Texas, and he can write an estate plan for your family that will work for your family long after you're gone. That's the idea, of course, of an estate plan, is one that it's going to carry out your wishes. The problem is with so many of these wills that you get on the Internet or maybe you meet with an attorney or something and they put together a will, the will doesn't work for any number of reasons, and after you're gone, you can't obviously do anything about it at that point, and a probate judge has to step in and decide where and what happens with your stuff. Well, if you've got uh, Matt Spawn putting together your estate plan, you don't have any worries at all. Whatever your wishes are, it's exactly going to happen that way when Matt Spawn does it for you. His phone number is 210-880-4012, 210-880-4012. You're really going to love working with Matt Spawn, too. S-P-A-H-N, Matt Spawn, Spawn Law. AccuWeather forecast today, a couple of showers and thunderstorms going to be around, especially this afternoon with a high of 82, and then tonight a couple of showers and thunderstorms as well. Tomorrow, mainly cloudy, breezy, humid with a thunderstorm or two and a high of 82, and on Saturday, intervals of clouds and sun, very warm and humid, and about 88. Right now, 75. Teaching the Constitution or political science to cadets at the Air Force. Uh, Secretary Austin has testified at least twice that our military does not uh, teach, instruct, condone critical race theory. Uh, so Ms. Garcia probably wants, should start looking for a different place of employment, in my opinion. That is uh, Senator Tom Cotton. What he's talking about is that uh, instructor at the, at the Air Force Academy who is teaching and wants to continue to teach critical race theory at the uh, Air Force Academy. One of the hottest uh, button issues that we are dealing with right now is, uh, is critical race theory and what it is uh, doing to it's, – it's a Marxist theory and what it is doing to destroy the minds of young kids uh, concerning the United States and concerning their fellow citizens and pitting their fellow citizens against each other. And, of course, yeah, Secretary Austin has said we don't teach that in the, in the military. Well, he's just dead wrong. Uh, the military is all woke, and they do teach that in the military, and they have been teaching that in the military, and they have been teaching Marxist theory in the military as well. He's just wrong. And so uh, Tom Cotton is calling that out and saying that she needs to go find another job somewhere else, and I, I couldn't agree more. Military is not a place for that. That's not what the military is for. It's not supposed to be a woke something or other. Military is supposed to defend this country at all costs, everywhere on the globe, wherever we need our military to go. And uh, it, it's not to be a woke organization. It's not to be pitting uh, people uh, against each other based on their race, which is exactly what critical race theory does. Parents, you need to be involved in your kiddos' school if you're not already. If you are, I applaud you. But they're teaching this stuff to, to kids all over the place. One of the points of the special session today, that begins today, one of the points of this special session, is going to be to make sure that the law that bans critical race theory is strengthened. Now, as far as that is concerned, the reason you need to be involved in your kiddos' school and in the face of the members of the, of the school board is that across the country, they are trying to teach it in different ways. 
Uh, they're not calling it critical race theory because that name has gotten out of the public purview, and now people are, uh-oh, critical race theory. They're, they're attuned to it. So what they're doing is they're coming in, they're teaching it under a different name. It is the exact same Marxist theory, but they're using a different name. Or many other, so what they can say is, uh, you know what, we're not, no, we're not teaching cr- critical race theory. No, we're not. Nah, no. Nah. Well, they are. They're just calling it something else. And the days of just dropping the kids off and going to work for eight and coming and picking them up later, or they go home on their own with a latch key around their, their neck, that, that stuff is over with. You cannot trust these people. In fact, Matt Walsh over at the Daily Wire has a wonderful piece today, and that is we have cameras on cops. Now we need cameras in the classroom to watch, uh, watch, the, uh, you know, watch what's being taught. And that's a good idea. Why not? Why not do that anyway? It's a good way to keep the kids uh, protected from whatever might happen. It's also a good way to know what's going on in those classrooms. Good idea. So anyway, uh, the Texas governor, Greg Abbott, has issued his plan on, uh, on, the, on the special session and what they're going to be discussing. That is one of the issues that they're going to be discussing there, critical race theory, safeguarding the freedom of speech also by protecting social media users from being censored when, they're on, when, when you're on Facebook or when you are on um, uh, Twitter or Instagram or whatever. Uh, these organizations should not be able to censor you, take your content down, otherwise edit your content. And the reason they shouldn't be able to do that, and I think it's a violation of federal law when they do that, is because of their Section 230 protections. 230 allows them immunity from prosecution for what is put up on their site. That means they're a platform. They're claiming to be a platform, not a publisher. But they act as a publisher. In other words, they decide ultimately who and what gets posted on the site. And when they decide that, it's always leftists. And they meddle in our elections. They meddled in our election the last time. They continue to meddle in our politics. I think they meddle more than, than, than even the Russians do. And the Russians meddle a whole lot using their platforms. And they're, they're okay with that. But if you post some conservative content or if you make a comment, conservative content, what do you call it, Facebook jail for 30 days or whatever? I'm in Facebook jail for 30 days. Well, that shouldn't happen. If they're going to have the immunity of Section 230, and that's what Donald Trump's lawsuit is about. He's suing both of them. He announced that yesterday. So the governor here in Texas, he wants, with the special session, he wants that to be something where your free speech rights are protected on social media and everywhere else. Uh, funding to support law enforcement down at the border to bolster what's going on at the border to protect our border to do, do a better job and to spend more money down there to get away from free bail zero bail uh we have seen cases where these whack job whack job liberal judges they will do idiotic things like the governor bans zero bail which is Basically, it doesn't, it doesn't cost the, the guy anything to get out. So he can commit a crime and be right back on the street 10 minutes later, and it doesn't cost him any bail to get back out there. And when you put an offender back on the streets, they reoffend, particularly when there's no uh, slapback, when there's no consequence to that, when he doesn't pay any bail at all either. There's no incentive either for him to show up for his trial. So the the governor said no we're not doing zero bail here in the state of texas so you know what these judges are doing these liberal whack job judge, judges in bear county and other places they're charging these guys a buck okay one dollar and you can get your bail is one dollar your bond you can bond out for one dollar okay that's petty but all right you're gonna play that game we'll run it through the ledge and we'll clamp down on it and next time these judges come up for election we campaign against them and we kick their butts out in the middle of the street uh also uh one it specifically says this about critical race theory that educators should not teach that one race or sex is inherently superior to another race or sex or that an individual by virtue of his or her race or sex is inherently racist sexist or oppressive whether consciously or unconsciously and that schools cannot teach that an individual by virtue of his race or sex bears responsibility for actions committed in the past by other members of the same race or sex. In other words, they're teaching kids in school right now because uh, many, many years ago in the 16, 17, 1800s in America, 
there were slave owners and you're white and you bear responsibility for what they did. And that needs to stop. And it's spelled out specifically in this legislation that is coming up, this, this go-round in the special session that starts today. Now, we'll tell you that Democrats have been Zoom meeting and meeting in person now for weeks on end. Uh, I, have, I have seen a couple of these Zoom meetings come off, and they are going to pull out every stop and every trick in the book to try to thwart this special session. They're going to try to do all that they can to teach critical race theory in the schools here, uh, to make sure you can be censored on social media, and so on. Uh, they've got a bag of tricks that's gigantic, and they're going to pull it all out this go-round and hope, and their plan is to get rid of Abbott and have Matthew McConaughey as the governor next time, and then it's you know all, all every liberal thing in the world that you can imagine will happen here in Texas. And the exodus that happens right now in California with people moving here will start to happen here. People people and jobs will begin to leave Texas in droves. So we'll see what happens. I want to tell you about our friends over at CarZeus at CarZeus.com. That's what you log on to. That's their website. Free website, by the way. In fact, they have nothing to sell you. So you don't need to pull out your credit card or anything else. CarZeus.com. All you do is log on. If you're interested in selling your vehicle, if you've got a car or a truck and you need some cash and you want some cash right away or you're just looking to sell it hassle-free, this is your place. CarZeus.com has the easiest way for you to sell whatever it is that you're driving right now. All you do is log on, upload a couple of pictures. They send you back a free, no-obligation offer, and then they don't hassle or, or haggle with you or anything like that. They, Like I said, they have nothing to sell. You're the seller. So they just simply send you this free, no-obligation offer. If you like it, you accept it, you meet up, take care of business. If you don't like it, okay, <laughs> no worries, no headache, no hassle. You go on with your life, and they'll go about their business as well. Great folks, they're going to take care of you like they do so many others. In fact, I encourage you, log on to Facebook and follow them on Facebook. You'll, you'll learn more about their great business model over there, too. At the, the economy grew at this rate. It was in 1984, and Ronald Reagan was telling us, it was an American morning. Well, this is going to be an American century. Okay. <laughs> well, you, you realize that the reason the economy is growing at this rate is what Donald Trump put into place during the pandemic. And the it's that V that we talked about so much back then. Anyway, I'm tired of talking about that guy. It's uh, 636 at KTSA. Well, I really am. You know, he's just... enough of Mr. Excitement. Well, you know, yeah, when they bring in Ozzy Osbourne to interpret what he's saying, you know he's got issues. <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne is his interpreter. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> he's going to be traveling with him in the future. <laughs> Ozzy will be clearer. You know, Maybe. whatever he says right. to interpret, it'll be uh, much, much clearer. I, I noticed it, uh, that Chris had his first encounter with an owl in the parking lot. That's a right. pretty cool picture. That pic was pretty Actually, cool. Two of them, right? Uh, that's a pretty cool picture that he posted of these two owls in the parking lot here at the station. That, by the way, Chris, is what we call an omen, so be very careful the next two days. Yeah, watch out. <laughs> Somebody said that about a turkey buzzard. There was a, the, the large, it was more like a pterodactyl in my backyard one day, right? That size, and had landed back there. And I said a turkey buzzard landed in my backyard. It's gigantic, you know. And so I said that on the radio, and somebody wrote me a note. Turkey buzzard means that you're going to die in 30 minutes. <laughs> I'm like, great, thanks. What's two mean? Mr. Sunshine. Oh, well, I don't know. You're wow. going to die in 15 minutes, I guess. But Or maybe it's good luck. It might be for yeah. you, Chris. That's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping it's good luck. I hope so, too. I, um, I've had many a counter encounter with owls, and right. they are scary when uh, they hoot at midnight and you're taking the trash out. Yeah. Uh, no kidding. It's when they first take off because they're so large. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this prehistoric beast. Yeah. You well, know, they are. Yeah, you know, amazing. And they do love to eat. In fact, I, my post on your uh, page was that they, he was trying to decide if Chris was breakfast because they do love to. Uh, yeah, they will, man. Yeah. Uh, er, everything they can get their hands on, from right. squirrels to snakes to dogs to cats to whatever they can grab, man, and right. get away with. Well, they, they heard Chris brought cinnamon rolls. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> That's an inside joke that came outside. It was good. It's, that one's going to live on forever. Yeah, it's always it? going to be here, right? Um, let's see here. Authorities seized more than a billion dollars worth of pot in the desert um, in Los Angeles. Hmm. 
That's a that's a lot. Um, let's see here. How much? How what? much? A billion? Uh, a, a billion dollars wow. worth. Yeah. Um, it was three hundred and seventy three thousand marijuana plants. Uh, 33,480 pounds of harvested pot, estimated street value of $1.2 billion. Good huh? Lord. That's a Cheech and Chong party right there. <laughs> um, let's see, directly tied to Mexican drug trafficking organizations and, no. and, 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 and Armenian organized crime groups. Who knew? Right. Um, and California legalized uh, recreational marijuana sales in 2018 in California. However, because of excessive taxes... <laughs> Imagine that the uh, black market has blown up like crazy. Mm-hmm. Right. So they have uh, essentially what this is saying is the cartels have moved into California and they're growing billions sure. of dollars in California yeah. every year. So there you go. It's going to have like a pot flea market. Somewhere. Yeah. yeah you get it cheaper there. And uh, and, and the, the whole idea was to be able to legalize it, to regulate it, and then tax it. But they're taxing it too much, which is putting more emphasis back on the illegal market. Mm-hmm. You know, making the illegal market grow, 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 because you're taxing it too much. Greedy government, I swear. According to the sheriff there, illegal marijuana cultivations have caused other crimes in the vicinity to increase. Threats by armed individuals against people in the area. Toxic chemicals that are washing into people's yards and what have you are sure. happening as well. Stealing water in the middle of the night from the farmers. Villanueva says the stolen water is loaded into tanker trucks and delivered to the sites where the pot's growing. If you got a billion dollars, and I don't know, you know, that's, like I said, 373,000 marijuana plants. That's going to take a lot of water. Yeah, definitely. If not all of it. I'm anxious to hear the official response from the state of California. You know, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm imagining it's going to be something along the lines of, "Well, we never saw that coming." <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I mean, hey, I'm, dude. Yeah. Um, there, there's a reason these guys have all this money, because sometimes they're a bit smarter than the people in charge. You know, that's true. <laughs> right. Ones one step ahead. They know how to yeah. figure this out. Right. They've um, been planning this for years. It doesn't say. No, they, they've, they've had to because they had all the buildings built. Right. And they had it surrounded. And, you know, I don't know how our government found it. I have no idea how they cracked down on it. But, um, yeah, I mean, they had 400 personnel from multiple agencies, DEA, California National Guard, California Department of Fish and Wildlife, Kern County Sheriff, goes on and on and on. They had 131 people, 33 firearms, 65 vehicles when they raided the joint. So Mm. it was a pretty big operation. Raided the joint. (laughs) Well, you know, that's... Just a saying we use uh, down here in the South. Pun intended. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah. Anthony Fauci giving an interview to MSNBC says, uh, you got to ask, what's the problem? Get over it. Get over your political statement. Just get over it. What he's talking about is people who are not going to be vaccine, vac- vaccinated, who don't want to be vaccinated, who have said, leave me alone, I don't want to be vaccinated. Fauci is saying, Get over it. Get over yourself. You're just making a political statement by not being vaccinated. Just get over it. Quit trying to be political. <laughs> Pot, kettle come to mind when you when he's saying you're trying to be political and you need to get over it. No, uh, Fauci, you know what, Doc? Uh, people have real concerns about the vaccine. Uh, there are people, and uh, as we've said many times on this show, that the people who wanted the vaccine now have the vaccine, the ones that are left, are not people who just need to get over it because of politics. No, they're not playing politics. They're not playing politics at all. It has nothing to do with politics. They have a concern about a, a medication that was rushed to market. They are concerned about its long-term health effects, and they do not want to take the vaccine until they've seen it proven on the marketplace for a while. Now, instead of being a jerk, Fauci, you should have a little understanding for people's rights, freedoms, privileges, and liberties. You're not God. Let me tell you something. First of all, you're too short. But second of all, you're not God. You're not all-powerful. You're not all-knowing. You think you are, but you're not. And second of all, your power and authority is also under the Constitution of the United States of America. 
your power and authority, Anthony Fauci, does not supersede or go beyond the Constitution of the United States. So get off this nonsense that people are trying to make a political statement by not being vaxxed. No, they have concerns about long-term effects of the vaccine, and they have a right to have those concerns, and they have a right to say no to somebody putting a chemical in their body. That's their choice, not yours. Folks, look, this may not seem like a big deal right now, but it is. And the reason this is a big deal and why this is a hill worth dying on is because if you allow them to dictate to you what is going to be put into your body or anybody else's body without it being your ultimate choice, if you allow them to do that by hook or crook or knocking on your door and trying to demand that you do it, or Anthony Fauci saying, get over it, it whatever term that they're going to use, if they're successful in doing it with this, there will be no end you will then not control what they put in your body and i know that sounds really conspiratorial i know that sounds really tinfoil hat stuff but look they're spying on one of the uh, one of the major television guys in america and releasing his emails now to the media trying to bring that guy down so don't tell me these guys aren't real players when it comes to invasion of privacy and taking your liberty and freedom away from you and when it comes to what's injected in your body that's your business that's not anybody else's business. Fauci needs to sit down. He needs to shut up. He should have been fired a long time ago. We have the emails on him. Now he's back to saying you need to mask up when we have the emails that he wrote saying masks don't work. So uh, don't listen to this guy. The best advice I could give you about Anthony Fauci, because they're not going to fire him, is don't. I don't know what he has on who. I don't know what pictures he has or whatever on who. They're not going to fire him. But... Uh, don't listen to him. You do you, and if you want the vaccine, go ahead. If you don't want the vaccine, I respect that, and I, I will defend you to have that right till the end of the earth because I'm not going to sit here and remain silent while they start sticking stuff in people's bodies against their will. 210-599 and knocking on their door. 210-599-5555. It's 210-599-5555. Quick break, and we'll pick that up on the other side, and I'll take your calls as well. Shirts Funeral Home, pre-planning, pre-need, having a plan in place makes sense. And Shirts Funeral Home is here to help you with that plan. Of course, like I always say, the only thing that's certain about life is that life is uncertain, right? So we're all hoping to live for many, many years and all that but you never know so best thing in the world is to sit down with church funeral home at 210-658-9224 discuss your funeral plan with them you talk about every last bit of it you plan the whole thing out and you pay for it uh, now you can finance it of course if you if you so choose and if you need to no problem they have financing options available there you can use your own financing whatever and uh, and they just really are great at putting together uh, pre-planning and pre-need a, a, a funeral plan and then Upon your death, whenever that comes, they're going to be there to make sure that your wishes and your will are seen to. So I hope that you'll check with our friends at Shirts Funeral Home today. Tamara, I see you there. I'm going to talk with you. And I got two lines open at 210-599-5555. KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware appear courtesy of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Who exactly is going to want to raise their hand and take an oath to defend our Constitution if you believe what Professor Garcia is teaching about it? Okay, let's go to your phone calls, 210-599-5555. Is it Tamara? It is Tamara. Thank you for your call. Good morning. Well, good morning. I feel like we're living in some George Orwell altered universe. I still can't believe we're having these conversations, but I'll keep it quick. My response to Lord Fauci, the liar, my body, my choice. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing, too, Tamara, that's important is that they uh, so many times that's what they say on the left is my body, my choice when they're talking about abortion. But when it comes to abortion, it's not really that it's because you're talking two bodies at that point. So uh, with this, it truly is your body and it should be your choice. And here's what freaks me out about all this being somewhat of a of a reader of history. Uh, I've seen this movie before 1930s Germany, and I don't like it at all. 
No. And when the brown shirts show up at my door, I'm looking forward to that conversation. Well, thank you, Tamara. Have an awesome day. I appreciate the call. Steve, you're on KTSA with Trey. Good morning, Steve. Trey, good morning. Good morning, Santona. Uh, I want to point out in response to Dr. Fauci's comment about politicizing it or using it as a political thing that it was actually the uh, scheming Democrats who first rushed to politicize this thing. And I also had something pointed out to me yesterday by a friend. The, the, Tus- the Tuskegee experiment took place under a Democrat administration. And I think it's important that everybody take a look at that, study it, and, 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 and think for yourselves about what that might be. Democrats are very, very evil. The, the hierarchy of the Democrat Party, they're faithful, they're followers. I think some of them are just mind-numb robots. I don't think they really think things through for themselves. But the Tuskegee Air, 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 Exper- Air Experiment took place under a Democrat administration. Thank you, Steve. Appreciate the call. 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. Look, we live in a free country, supposedly a free country. At one time, it was a free country. I wanted to remain a free country, and I used my voice uh, to express that uh, that liberty and that freedom. We, we say the Pledge of Allegiance twice every morning on this show. We start this show every morning with our national anthem, and we salute our flag here. We do all those things because I happen to believe that those fundamentals, you know, I come from a football background, so blocking and tackling makes the difference on the football field, right? And the same, I believe, happens to be true when it comes to uh, life in America and liberty and freedom. The fundamentals make a difference, meaning the pledge, meaning the national anthem, meaning respect for the flag, respect for each other, so on and so forth. But also, as I said, a, a hill to die on, being willing to respect somebody else's freedom as well. And when you see what these folks are doing when they're demanding that you put something into your body that they tell you you must take, that is so reminiscent of 1930s Germany, sending people to your home. And then when you say no, trying to shame you into it by saying, get over it. You're just trying to be political. Uh, Lewis, you're on KTSA with Trey. Go right ahead, sir. Thanks for your call. Uh, good morning, Trey. Yeah, I jumped on late. So are they going to be coming to the doors if you ain't got the vaccine? Yes, they're going to be coming to your door with a vaccine, and they're going to try to talk you into, to, well, not try to talk you into it. They're going to intimidate you into taking the vaccine if you have it already. Okay. Is there repercussions if you don't get it, or they can try to lock you up? Or well, not at, not at the beginning, they say. It, you know, at the beginning, it's fear and intimidation, and, and it starts off before they ever get to your door because they call them strike force teams. That's intimidating in and of itself. Thanks, Lewis. Uh, Elazar, is that right? Elazar? Yes, sir. Please yes, go sir, right ahead. Trey, how you doing? I'm great. Thank you. Hey, hey, Trey. Um, I just got word I'm being served today um, by the Biden-Harris tour bus uh, people, Wendy Harris and so forth. Um, and I'm getting served under the 1871 uh, Ku Klux Klan Act. Can you, can you hang on? Uh, I, we have to take this break for the top of the hour news. But I want to hear more about this on the other side with Ware and Rima. If you don't mind, Elizar, please. 